Yo, yo, what it is, what it will be. Welcome to the Elden Nerds Podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy. I'm here, as always, with my good friend, the one and only Duderino. <laughs> one and only. Everybody, one and only, thank everybody's God. Everybody's dude. Everybody's, everybody's dude. Yeah, this is dude. <laughs> What's up? Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, what we do here is uh, we pick out album recommendations. We have uh, a half dozen picks each show for new to old and uh yeah these are kind of records that are standing out to us i liken it to uh, i remember back in the uh the video store rental days man you go in there and you see like that that shelf and it's had like staff picks and you'd be yep. like oh yeah this is the dude shelf i love that record i love that movie i'm gonna yeah. rent another one of these so that's what we're trying to do here just pick out some records to recommend you guys i think are, are worth your time listening to especially if you have a a lot of downtime, maybe hanging out indoors, trying to entertain yourself. You yeah, can't. we don't want to talk about all that, but yeah, it's uh, bizarre out there, folks. So why don't you get bizarre with us and uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen to some of the albums that we're picking out and recommending and enjoying right now and um, hoping that you guys will enjoy them too. Yeah, we've got a couple... A little couple of bizarre ones here, I guess, on the list for today. We got some some traditional metal, some some house dance music, a little different for us. Uh, country, space rock, and then uh, finishing up with a uh, folk rock record. So lots to look forward to. Um, as always, you can listen to a full playlist of these songs we're going to play during the show up on Spotify. Just search for Album Nerds. You can do that for free. Yeah. So why don't we get to these six albums now? All right, all right, all right. Going with a band called Haunt. The album is Mind Freeze. Came out in January of this year. The track is Hearts on Fire. All right, that was Haunt from the album Mind Freeze. The song was Hearts on Fire. And uh, I really like it. They started in 2017 or so, Trevor William Church. Back in 2017, he released the Luminous Eyes EP. It was sort of a new wave of British heavy metal homage. Like he just made this little side project and it became something more. They started as a real band, putting out quite a few records. Three, I think, in the last three years, plus a bunch of EPs. They're kind of a hybrid of like Thin Lizzy, Angel Witch, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. They've got that kind of sound, but they're sort of developing their own thing too at the same time. Andy, what? I know we've talked about Haunt before. What are your thoughts on them in general? I think it's kind of cool. They have a nice blend of modern and sort of that throwback sound from the 80s. They do it pretty well. We talked about the record If Icarus Could Fly, I think maybe yeah. a yeah. couple years ago. Um, yeah, I dug that one's Almost as much as I dug this one. That was last year, and they just crank out the stuff. And, you know, they've got cool artwork on their albums, and it's just high quality. And getting better, in my opinion, this album is better 
than anything else they've done. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's the most consistent record that they put out so far. And and for those of you that haven't listened to them, and that was just a short clip, but it's gritty. It feels organic, like people are playing live instruments. It's got the dual guitar interplay of classic metal, where you've got two guitars like playing in harmony, or as the sheepdogs call it, guitarmony. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they've got some synth sounds in here. Did you catch that? Where they, you know, it's sort of that hee hoo 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 stuff going on with synth. Yeah, it works. Yeah. It was a little ghosty almost Uh, at a couple points. (laughs) Uh, It's definitely a rock, traditional metal sort of album. It's not offensive. It's not overly loud. It's quick and enjoyable. And if you want some throwback metal with a little uh, new twist to it, I highly recommend checking out Haunt and this in particular Mind Freeze, but there is a lot to listen to from their very new catalog. So go check them out. Yeah, they're a good, uh, doing some cool stuff in the metal genre right now, especially if you've been a metalhead for many decades like the dude here. You might appreciate that. Oh, yeah. All right. So for my first pick here, the new releases, talking about a record that actually came out. Man, it almost didn't meet our criteria for new release. This came out in June of 2019, but for me, it wasn't really introduced until like, the year-end list came out at the end of 2019, and this made a couple of them. Talking about Moody Man and his record, Sinner, KDJ48. What? Could be a little more cryptic there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a, a house, kind of like Detroit-based dance music type record. That We're going to play a cut from the beginning of the record. This is I Think of Saturday. Yeah, so it's, I think it's Saturday by Moody Man. Um, so he's been around since like the mid-90s, I believe, in kind of the underground Detroit techno scene, which is probably the most vibrant, at least historically, uh, dance music scene in the U.S. He's got well-known more recently to blending elements of jazz and live instrumentation into his productions. I think this record in particular, you know, plays more as a record unless it's like a, a collection of songs or like a DJ mix. He's kind of a mysterious dude, like you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> must be mysterious because I've never heard a damn word about this uh, fellow. I didn't know what to make of this either. I mean, what? first of all, what's the album title mean? Any idea? Uh, you know, on the internet, it's mostly just called Sinner. So it's like, it's like Sinner colon KDJ48. I don't, I don't know what that's a reference to. It's probably some cryptic. Okay. Underground <laughs> shit. That, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe it's, it's the model of the robot that plays most of the music. <laughs> <laughs> the KDJ48. Yeah, dude. Did I hear in that track in particular, that was the only one that truly caught my ear throughout the experience. I had some very 80s Prince-ish. Yeah. At, at least the percussion was very princey to me. Mm-hmm. And there were touches of that throughout this thing. But otherwise, it was very confused. I mean, what what's the overall personality of this album? Because I had a hard time... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, his name is Moody Man. I would say it's a pretty moody record. Like, yeah. it's like woozy. There's kind of like an achiness to it. 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to speculate what he's going through, but he did a long hiatus between his last record and this one. I don't know, he provides all the, the main vocals on this record, which I think is a nice consistency from start to finish. The beats get really slow. I mean, it's technically a dance record, but, you know, it falls more into like that lounge, like late night vibe where it's pretty, pretty slowed down, pretty calm. So you, you could tolerate it or didn't, or it was kind oh, of yeah, like like background I, music I for I could you? see this working really well at a social gathering, which we're not allowed to have right now, but perhaps at a, <laughs> in the background of a large webinar that you're having with friends and family. <laughs> but no, I mean, ultimately it's, it's kind of the backdrop to a chill night of yeah. having some beverages and maybe having a sports game on in the corner and having that music kind of play and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's for setting of, the mood, man. Yeah. It's Moody Man. That's right. Yeah. Got the perfect name. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So it's Moody Man uh, Center, KDJ48. It's on the usual streaming services. Check it out. All right, folks. We're just going to stick with the usual from Dude. We do a metal ish, our hard rock <laughs> album in a country. Speed time for country. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is The Panhandlers. The album is The Panhandlers, and the track is West Texas In My Eye. Songs till after midnight, staying up till dawn. There's something in the dust and wind that keeps me hanging on. And I never thought I'd live to see the day I'd say goodbye. I ain't crying, that's West Texas in my eye. Be your blue-eyed bandit if you'll be my renegade. All right, that was the Panhandlers from the self-titled album, The Panhandlers. And again, the track was West Texas In My Eye. This is a culmination of four artists from the West Texas Panhandle of Texas, therefore the Panhandlers. Uh, Josh Abbott, John Bowman, William Clark Green, and Cleto Cordero, the lead guy for Flatland Cavalry, who we've talked about on the show before. Uh, And uh, so, Andy, I mean, I know we talked about Flatland Cavalry. You were not unenthused, but you weren't enthused. What were your initial kind of thoughts about this collaboration? It's kind of a highwayman sort of deal for West Texas artists. Okay. Like a super group of this area. I don't know. I, I guess I was a little just thused on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I kind of have a natural like, cringe when I hear this type of music, but I, got, I think I got past that. I got to a place where I could like deal with it. And uh, I don't know, like I enjoyed it, but there wasn't a lot musically going on. We we offer those cringe moments to each other a lot. I mean, anything that's <laughs> twank on the twangier side of country that I bring, yeah. I know is going to be a hard sell for you. And it's anything, a little twang here. Anything right. you bring in the techno dance music or <laughs> rap world, yeah. if I don't say, <laughs> you're shocked. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find I knew, this I bad I though, but yeah, tell me tell me more about it. Maybe well, I'll right, change so my mind. It's just stories that you've lived. Or heard much like a lot of the music, the country music I bring to the show. It's about regular life, but this is about their part of the country and small town living, and like that song, West Texas in My Eye. I mean, I love the poetic sort of uh, lyrics that they use throughout this album, and that's I'm not crying. That's West Texas in my eye because they get emotional about this area that they grew up in and love. And uh, you I know, thought it was like really dusty or something, maybe, and it was just. <laughs> 
but around. it's very stripped down it's it felt like cowboys sitting around a fire yeah taking t- you does. know writing a song and it was kind of i guess the way it developed was sort of just sitting around and taking turns delivering lines and then they put this thing together so did they all were they all involved in the writing process then yes like, they all- yes they they I wrote see. and co-wrote all the songs and it just To me, it's got a sense of community and human connection. I mean, the songs like West Texas Girl, This Flatland Life, This Is My Life, which is a fun song where they're talking about they're a group of dreamers, drinkers, and has-beens, and and they do shout-outs to each of the members of the group, describing each of them, like (laughs) Cleo's the poet, and he don't know it, and you know that kind of stuff. (laughs) And... Right for me, this album has been very comforting and pleasant, kind of Simon and Garfunkel-y at times. Yeah, during this weird time where you know I'll go outside for a walk and people kind of we sheepishly wave at each other because everyone's afraid of getting close. This has a sense of community, camaraderie, friendship, and pride in a, in their community that really I really dig, and it makes me feel better. Makes me feel good. Yeah. So I've been enjoying this quite a bit for those reasons because it just kind of speaks to me. Not because it's like, oh my God, they do the best guitar licks. It's about right. these four genuine dudes coming together and making something that makes them happy. So I really dug cool. it. Yeah. I hope I've sold you. You'll go listen to it. You'll become Well, a- I think, you know, I'm probably never going to live in Texas, but this is this definitely feels like... Feels like being there a little bit. And I live in small town America too. I mean, not in Texas, but I've, you know, I, I understand yeah. some of that feeling. Right. And it also has given me an opportunity to discover these other artists. Right. So, so you know the one, but now you can branch out to the other three. Yeah. I'm checking cool. out some of their stuff. So far, William Clark Green is really piquing my interest. So go check hmm. out the Panhandlers albums, the Panhandlers. I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Interesting pick as always. All right, for my last new release recommendation here, I'm talking about a record that came out in the end of 2019, December, from the band Blood Incantation. The album is entitled Hidden History of the Human Race. The track we're going to play is Inner Pass to Outer Space. Oh, sorry. I have to do it. If you didn't get the joke there, let's see... Uh, there's a little Cookie Monster vocal on this particular track, so it's a little uh, dude humor there. Oh, they'll get it. Whoa. <laughs> so that was... Uh, Inner Pass Outer Space by Blood Incantation. Pretty creepy stuff there, huh, man? Still uh, got your pants on? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> make you want some cookies? <laughs> I do. They would make me feel better. Yeah, pretty rough. Yep. Pretty rough, pretty scary. Let me tell you a little more about these guys before we uh, start dissecting this anymore. Uh, <laughs> so they're a, yeah, <laughs> they're a Denver, Colorado-based five-piece. This is their second full-length release. Interesting tidbit, they recorded it completely analog. I always appreciate when a band goes through that effort. It must be pretty hard to do that nowadays. I mean, I don't know. I can't think of the last time I've heard a metal group talk about doing an analog recording. Can you? No. The last analog recording I, I remember specifically was Foo Fighters Wasting Light, and they're not a metal band. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I'm so sure that's kind of cool. But I'm not yeah. aware. All right, so this this record shifts around quite a bit in different genres. Um, the first track is very much like a grindcore, like fast, like speed metal type sound to it. But that's really just the record just getting warmed up because things get a lot weirder and a lot darker as you get deeper into this record. The last track in particular is like an 18-minute epic that goes all around genres. There's some cool instrumental passages that are more atmospheric, and then it hits some some really heavy strides with some like cool doom metal sound. What do you think of that track, man? Do you remember that one in particular? I was so distracted by the vocals that the different musical styles got lost. So like if if I did start like the first track, you know, there was a sort of thrashy stuff. And I'm like, right on, right on. And then the right. vocal style, I'm like, eh. and then the next song, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of digging this vibe. And then the vocals come in and I'm like, eh. So I kept hoping for clean vocals to come in. I don't think there ever really are clean vocals, but no. they, the vocals become less, as the record goes on, the vocals become less of like a focal point, I think, and more of like a background sort of another instrument in the mix, if you will. There's moments on here where they're absolutely terrifying, I think, or just be like a sound, just like kind of hovering over the mix of these guitars and drums splashing around. It's It can be really terrifying. Something like a sci-fi vibe going on here. Um, the album cover's the al- cool, yeah. The album cover has like an alien and there's like some weird buildings around him and stuff. And uh, I don't know if there's a story going on here. There could be, but it's really hard to pick up on it if there is, <laughs> you know. But I think it's really cool in terms of the different sounds they worked with and how creative this is. It really it plays out almost like a movie would. Yes, yes, I agree. Except it, because of I, you know how detached I get if I can't understand the words. Yeah, and to, uh, uh, I feel you. I really had no idea what was being. I have no idea either, man. Right, no idea. And I, I, need, like I need that. that I, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been better if there was just no vocals at all, just just the instrumental for yes. forty minutes. Yes, yeah. for me, yes. Gotcha. Well, if you're down with the the Cookie Monster shit, I think this record is probably one of the cooler ones I heard in 2019, and definitely worth a listen. Once again, it is Blood Incantation. The album is Hidden History of the Human Race. We're gonna go old. That's right. Time to open up the, uh, the basement door or the back door. Wherever you keep your little doggies. <laughs> okay, my old dog pick. And again, I believe the theme once again for these for these shows is that we are picking old favorites from the last decade, the 2010s. Correct, Andy? That's what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, that's what I was doing too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got a lot of stuff from other decades that I'd like to get into this year as well. So... We're going to stick with the 2010s right now. This is Bright Light Social Hour. The album is Space is Still the Place. And the track is Ghost Dance. All right, so that was Bright Light Social Hour with Space is Still the Place. It was the album, and the song was Ghost Dance. This album came out in 2015, in March of 2015, actually. And it sort of is a mixing of Southern rock, soul, blues, progressive, 
then there's like house and techno sort of elements in it as well, especially the final track. Um, that that track we played, Ghost Dance, has a tribal sort of yeah, there's like chanting going on, chanty vibe, and a bluesier sort of vibe on that one. And then the following track, Sea of, uh, of the Edge, is like the super dreamy. <laughs> Floaty <laughs> song. Yeah. I mean, the whole record is sort of spacey. Like, yes. I mean, you know, we we talked about this long ago, 2015, when we were doing a failed YouTube channel. Not failed. We just stopped doing it because we didn't like it as much as podcasting. But uh, Andy, are you still listen to this guy? Because I listen to it quite a bit. Oh yeah, this is one record that I think we both equally love. For, yes, I don't think you can beat my love for this record. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good one. Yeah, what a vibe. They just, they just set out on this vibe right from the first cut all the way to the end. It's just perfectly in that groove. And if you want to be in that school, like space rock, just like... Pink Floyd. Yeah, like it's Pink Floyd, but it's like Southern rock Pink Floyd. Like yep. that's how I would describe it. And it's just really high quality all the way through. There's like probably like four or five tracks in here that I think are just superb. Like amongst some of my favorite songs of the 2010s. Yeah, it's like having a dream. Yeah, it's dreaming. Yeah, and uh, like you know, the cover art and stuff is very spacey but deserty. So I mean, I always think of like laying out in the desert at night. It's cold, yeah. right? And you have a sky full of stars, and you're just like, I don't know. I've never done the peyote type deal, but I feel like that's what this <laughs> would do. <laughs> right, no, it feels like it. It feels like a trip, man. I mean. Like you said, it does. It feels like a place you could go to almost. Yes. This this record, like, and it's a good, it's a cool place. I yeah. like it. It's a little futuristic. Mm-hmm. Like it has kind of like, like you said, some of those dance elements and stuff like that. But it's a great sound. And unfortunately, I don't know for them, like they've never really gotten back to this vibe on their stuff that came after this. But yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've not been in love with. I've liked the stuff they've done, the EPs and things, but nothing has not to this level. Yeah, it really moved me like this one did. And I think you were surprised at the time that I even dug it, but I still do. I freaking love this record. So sweet. Yeah, it's a good I, one. It's a really yeah, good one. It, absolutely. Any kind of musical taste. If, if you dig any, if you dig music, if you like music, you will enjoy this album. So go check yeah. out the Bright Light Social Hours. Space is still the place. Yeah, you can't go around with this one, I think. If you're listening to this show, you should listen to this record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for my old dog pick, we're going back all the way to 2011, talking about Fleet Foxes and their record Helplessness Blues. We're going to play the title cut, This is Helplessness Blues. That's Helplessness Blues from Fleet Foxes, off the record of the same name. So this is their second studio record. It was very well received when it first came out in the early 2010s. Weirdly enough, I didn't see it on a lot of top 10 lists for the decade, and I think it belongs there. It's one of my frequent go-back-tos from this time period. I think it's just absolutely beautiful to listen to start to finish. Such a rich, organic sound to this, and the lyrics are just... Like much like um, Bright Light Social Hour, kind of created this this vibe and this sound that you could feel like you could really live in, spend some time in. I feel like this record is similarly like a place. Do you know what I'm saying, man? Is that yeah? You feel that way at all? It's a little folkier to me. 
and uh, yeah, kind of fairy tale like. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely like a. I kept thinking like it sounds nostalgic in a way, but it's not really. It doesn't feel like it's of a time necessarily, but it does have sort yeah. of a. I don't know, just a, a glow to it that reminds me of the past. I and guess. it's so weird with Fleet Foxes because back in this era when they were kind of the hotness. I have 100% forgotten about Fleet Foxes. Not that I didn't enjoy the records, but they just vanished. I saw it on our notes. And I'm like, geez, Fleet Foxes. Oh, my God. Are they still- I don't know why that is. I don't- they put out a record a few years ago. Okay. Um, it wasn't like as well received as this one was. It was a little more, I guess I'd say experimental. I don't know, man. I don't know why they've fallen off. I think this record is still sounds great. I mm-hmm. love going back and hearing some of these songs. Just like almost make me want to cry. They're so beautiful. Everything is perfectly balanced and clear. You can really hear every instrument, and the lyrics are all very forward and easy to understand. And I think you know the types of questions he's asking are questions that at least my generation, like that, you know, I don't know what, what generation am I? You sir are a millennial. Millennial? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like that hipster you're on millennial. The old, you're on the older side of millennial, but you're millennial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like, what's my place in the world? Like, what am I doing? Are right. things I'm doing, like, having any sort of effect on the world? Is it a good thing, you know, that I'm here? Seems to be the questions that he's getting at. And, like, that resonated to me a lot mm-hmm. nine years ago, and it still right. feels, like, very relevant to me today. So, man, I, I absolutely adore this record. Definitely be in my top ten for the 2010s. Cool, cool, man. Thanks for bringing it back to my consciousness because uh, it was fun to listen to. So yeah, cool. Glad you liked it. All right, well, well, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it, huh? That went fast. That was six records, folks. We're wow, getting, we're getting better at this. We've only done a hundred freaking four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, we'll nail it. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so, in in spirit of us nailing it, I hope we did. But if we didn't, please let us know what albums are out there, uh, especially new ones for 2020 that we are missing and that we should be listening to and talking about on the show. You can email us at podcast at albumnerds.com and let us know uh, what that be. Word up. Um, if you want to do a solid, leave a, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on the Twitters and Instagram. The dude's yes. been doing some legit work on Instagram lately. Just search for at albumnerds. Mm-hmm. And wow, he will just blow your mind with all his great content. Well, yeah, right. Uh, there's a little content there, but uh, at Album Nerds Dude, I'm putting up stuff from my own record collection right now. So, a little cross promotion, cross pollination going on. I like it. All right, well, we'll be back uh, again in two weeks with another half dozen album recommendations for you to keep you entertained. So, uh, until then, hang in there and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks very much for listening and. Uh, Spending some time with us, yo. Peace. See ya.